Hey everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Huga Girls podcast. Happy Monday. I'm so excited to be back on the mic with you all. Sadly, Emma is unable to join us for today's episode, but don't worry. It was still an incredible episode. Even though we missed her a ton, I had the absolute best time chatting with Tori, otherwise known as at Mocktail Girly on Instagram and TikTok. When life threw her a curveball, Tori took to social media and began sharing that it really is true when one door closes, another one opens. Without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Hi, Tori. How are you? Thank you so much for being on the show today. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, I'm so excited to have you on. Sad that Emma could not join us, but excited to get into the nitty gritty of who you are, your background, how you've made such a presence for yourself on social media. But before we get there, um, I would love to give our listeners some insight just into who you are, your background, how you grew up, kind of who is Tori, if you will. Sure. Um, So I grew up on the east side of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, I was a gymnast my whole life. So I was very sports into sports. I was a huge, I still am a huge Cleveland sports fan. So I love the Guardians, the Cavs and the Browns unfortunately, the Browns. Um, but, um, I went to Kent State University for my undergrad, and I majored in electronic media sports production, um, which oh. is a fancy, yeah, a fancy major where I learned all about the ins and outs of um, video production, live sporting events, things like that, um, which I absolutely loved, and then ended up getting a job in sports after college um, and worked in a communications department for five years, which I absolutely loved. Um, But then my now husband and I decided to move to Columbus um, for work and I kind of wanted to try a different industry. So I went into construction and dove deeper into social media um, and how I could grow an account where it was something that maybe wasn't as fun when we're talking about basement waterproofing and foundation repair and cracks. Yeah. Um, it was something that I found challenging, but it was so rewarding and so much fun. I loved working with all the people at that company. Um, and then I switched over to tech. And then I, soon after, was a part of a mass layoff, which was super unfortunate because I did really like that job. But um, it definitely led me to where I am today um, and helped me make the decisions to where I sit right now. Absolutely. So talk us through where present day that is for you. Sure. So um, I lost my job in May of 2022 and I started interviewing, freaking out. What am I going to do? Where's the next stage of my life? How are we going to handle this? And um, I, my husband is very good. I'm the freak out and he's more of the calm presence and helps me <laughs> walk myself through all of those things. So, um, I was interviewing and just all these places were wonderful, but the, what they were offering in terms of, um, maternity leave, if one day, you know, I get pregnant or, um, 
PTO. They just, it was so minimal. And I, at my last job, they had shown me what I deserved as like a work-life balance. Um, so I started kind of figuring that if I could sign up enough clients and ha- use all of my social media experience, 10 plus years, um, and kind of replicate my salary essentially, then maybe I should just start my own business. So then I start, decided to start my own business. Well, aside with that, um, I had recently stopped drinking alcohol and I had always wanted to build a social media presence myself. So I'd been growing all these brands in my corporate career and I wanted to find some type of niche, but I really wasn't the influencer type. I didn't want to record like, you know, a day in the life. I'm not really into like the buying a bunch of stuff, things like that. So I basically figured out why not do mocktails? I'm already going to be making them. Why not record them, edit them and post them and see if anybody else is like interested in these kind of drinks. So yeah. um, I ended up launching Mocktail Girly around the same time. And so then I started running my own social media agency as well as Mocktail Girly, which exploded. <laughs> so currently, are you still doing both or has Mocktail Girly almost surpassed your agency? Like where are you at present day? Sure. So I am probably, I mean, I'd say it's more like 80-20. So 80 is, um, the, my company's called Social Girly. Um, so I, I... see the theme. Yes. <laughs> so well, I'm learning all about, I was never, I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur and things like this. And I learn all about like LLCs and yes. accountants and lawyers and all these fun oh, things. Such fun stuff. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I... Yeah, so I was like, okay, I need to have a business name. And then from that, I would run these. And Mocktail Girly is, um, you know, a client of mine, which is me. So um, it kind of works out that way. So I can have Mocktail Girly things and then also work with all my other brands, um, which is awesome. So I definitely pour my heart into more of that business. um, And then Mocktail Girly at this point is still, um, it wouldn't be able to replicate what I'm doing with my other business. Yeah. That makes complete sense. So backtracking to when you first started Mocktail Girly and you were saying, I didn't want to be an influencer. This was not, I didn't want to buy things. I didn't want to have to go down that path, you know. Um, How long did it take you to start to have traction and to have brands start reaching out to you? Or were you the one that maybe went out and started reaching out to them? Sure. So um, I would love to say that it was a bunch of little things. Um, but I'd started, let's see, my first post was June 1st of 2022. Um, and I basically spent, and I lost my job like middle of May. So I spent the rest of May kind of doing a little bit more research on the mocktail space, um, non-alcoholic space, seeing, you know, who else is out there, what they're doing, what's working, what's not working, all that kind of research. Um, and then also using just what I had learned, um, through 10 plus years of social media management and TikTok specifically in the last couple of years of like what works, what doesn't. Um, so on June 1st, I just started posting a couple recipes here and there, um, told friends and family that I was launching this. Um, so it was really just like that kind of falling, like my mom, <laughs> those kind of people. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it was really once I posted kind of more of those catchy, trendy sounds and um, 
the verbiage that I put up on my TikTok that it was that my husband had had a health scare and that we decided we weren't drinking alcohol anymore. And then the next slide I said like, but now I make tasty, healthy mocktail recipe, something like that. And I kid you not. So I post that and it, you know, nothing's really happening. And that was on a Saturday and I wake up Sunday morning and I open TikTok and I had gained 5,000 followers. This oh my video, gosh. Yeah, this video was like taking off. It had probably 10,000 plus views already. And I, it was like early in the morning. And I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, this is so exciting. I, maybe it's happening. Who knows? And like my friends texting me, they're like, they're asking you what kind of jeans you're wearing. You're doing it. And I was yeah. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you're like, this isn't what I wanted. Yeah, like, it was so crazy. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. So it was kind of just like an overnight. And honestly, I think that's what's crazy about social media, but specifically TikTok in this day and age is how someone can just blow up overnight. So I'm assuming from that point on, you decided, okay, I'm going to keep doing this and see if people keep liking it. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of became that springboard where when I was still interviewing um, with companies and trying to find potential Um, companies to hire me as a freelance of, well, actually, I'm also building my own brand on the side. And this is what I'm building on TikTok. And then Instagram was still like, it's funny, I gained like thousands of followers on TikTok. So it was like, every 5000 followers on TikTok equaled like 100 Instagram followers that would like go come over from TikTok. I hope I said that right. Yeah, that makes sense. Yep. (laughs) Um, which is so interesting and why they say it's so valuable. Like one Instagram follower is worth like a hundred TikTok followers, which is so crazy. Um, but yeah, so that kind of like springboarded that success and that I was able to, um, kind of build off of that video. Cause then I had people asking different questions and then I was able to really establish what I was trying to create on those apps. Yeah. That makes complete sense. And I personally love your content, which is how I found you. Um, But I kind of want to backtrack to why you even stopped drinking alcohol in the beginning. You mentioned something with your husband's health scare. Is that something that you were like, I'm tired of alcohol? Was it that you never really drank a lot of alcohol growing up? Like, what was your relationship like with alcohol? And when did you decide to make that switch? Yeah, that's a really good question. So um, I think just taking it back and thinking about what my relationship really was like with alcohol was that um, I was using it to, you know, have a good time with friends. Um, It seemed to be the theme of every night of like, hey, where are we drinking tonight? What are we doing? Um, And I feel like I always had a pretty healthy relationship with it. I never really loved the way it made me feel, but I liked the social aspect of it. Um, Yeah. So, I I knew, you know, as I was getting older and different things, I wanted um, relationships to be stronger and to find other ways to have a good time without it revolving around alcohol. So in at the beginning of 2022, I wanted to cut back. I knew I wanted to cut back. I wanted to try to grab maybe a sparkling water and put it in a wine glass, that kind of thing. Um, but it wasn't sustainable because it was like one option and, um, you know, you fall back into old habits And then um, my husband and I went on our honeymoon in April. Um, We had, we were a COVID couple. We had to like postpone our wedding and then postpone our honeymoon. Yeah, Yeah. all that stuff. Um, And so we were um, out of the country and my husband, and it wasn't necessarily alcohol related, but 
alcohol plays a part in your health and wellness no matter what. So um, he ended up getting sick um, and we were in the hospital in another country, just scary things that, um, you know, don't, you never think they're going to happen to you. And then you're enjoying your honeymoon. And then all of a sudden you're in a hospital with your husband in another country, you know, scary things. So um, once we were able to make it safely back, um, we just were discussing together how we wanted life to look like moving forward and trying to live healthy and within those terms of like what that means to someone. But um, alcohol was one of those things where it was that that's something that I think we can do together, cut that out. um, And it'll help make other good decisions once we, you know, you don't wake up hungover. You aren't basing every decision or outing around that. Um, so that's kind of where that stemmed from. So it really had like an impactful why. So back to like what we were talking about of like, I knew I wanted to have some type of social media presence because of the experience I had, but I wasn't sure what kind of brand I was going to build because I didn't have anything that had that why, that powerful reason. And this was my reason why. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that you had to go through that. And it's unfortunate that you know, your husband went through that. It's unfortunate that Mm -hmm. you got laid off. But I think that, I mean, the saying is true when one door closes, another one opens. And what you're doing now is educating other people on how they can make their drinks fun. And it doesn't have to include alcohol. And you can make these beautiful drinks or drinks that actually taste good. And it doesn't have to be something that has thousands of calories and is putting a toxin into your body. And I think that's why kind of this non-alcoholic lifestyle, this sober curious lifestyle, the stamp lifestyle is becoming more, I don't want to say trendy, but for lack of better words, it's becoming a little bit trendy online, which I think is incredible that you can destigmatize something like alcohol. Um, And I think that creators like you are only helping that. And I think that seeing non-alcoholic options in more grocery stores and liquor stores and everything of that sort is great. Um, So for those who are interested in maybe dry January, obviously this episode is airing in January, or even just a damp lifestyle. So maybe it's not someone who's looking to 100% cut out alcohol, and maybe it's not someone who has a bad relationship with it, but maybe they're like you were when you were maybe in 2020, 2021, where you had a good time with alcohol. You never really had a problem with it per se, but it's just something that you said, Hey, maybe this isn't what I need in my life, but also my seltzer water or my sparkling water in a wine glass isn't cutting it. What are your tips, tricks, ideas, um, for individuals who are in that position? Yeah. Um, so with how I said that, I wasn't sure all this was out there. I really didn't know the non-alcoholic space very well. So that's kind of why I launched Mocktail Girly was that everyone was kind of going to be learning along with me as well. Um, so to your point, yeah, it's really hard besides sparkling water for someone who wants to quit drinking or at least cut back on it of like, what other options do I have? And I, I've been having these conversations with friends um, and people in my DMs this last week just about um having options. So I think that's my biggest advice um, for anyone who wants to cut back, cut it out completely, um, is having that option. So when you're sitting at dinner and people are having wine and you just know that that's not going to serve you tonight, you just don't want to be doing it. If you show up empty handed, you're kind of setting yourself up to 
do what you don't want to do because it's easy to say yes and fall into that like comfort and not it's not peer pressure I know a lot of people like they could feel the peer pressure um from people to drink but also like having that confidence like no I'm good I brought you know a sparkling water I brought um uh olipop or something like just something like that to have on hand that you can pour into a glass where you feel confident or you're sitting around like a bonfire and you have a nine o'clock beer or just something it's that feeling of it and being still able to socialize so always being prepared is what I've learned is super helpful because when you I mean that's with anything really if you show up and you aren't prepared then you fall into bad habits so that's like one of my big things yeah yeah I love that tip I think that that's one very applicable but also something that's so simple that you are in control over Mm -hmm. I'm in control over the person listening to this episode is in control over and it's not something where you necessarily have to feel that Sometimes it's even an internalized pressure. Like I found that nine times out of 10, people don't actually care what you're doing. And if they do, then it says more about their relationship with alcohol than it does yours. Um, And so I think that it's a pressure that we almost put on ourselves to be like, hey, like I need to be drinking. Everyone else is drinking. So I, I love that tip of just showing up with something on that same line. Um, you since you've blown up so much and you have such a following you make amazing mocktails you also highlight some incredible non-alcoholic wines um some non-alcoholic beers and so I would love to hear your take on your favorite brands the things that you think are really quote-unquote worth it because at the end of the day it can get expensive like I've spent my fair share on you know now non-alcoholic Prosecco for New Year's or you know like a fancy coffee flavored non-alcoholic liqueur so I can make an espresso martini or whatever but like what is your favorite brand do you have some or is it just kind of like they're all the same to you I would love to hear your take on that yeah um I mean with my platform I will say I have been overwhelmed with the outpouring of love from so many brands um my basement looks like a non-alcoholic um like beverage shop so when my friends come over they like (laughs) they like love it um but I would say my favorites for sure so um ritual zero proof they have a gin a rum a whiskey and then my all-time favorite spirit a tequila the tequila is so good it adds so much flavor aroma it has the bite um to a mark if you want to add it to a margarita um, a Paloma, things like that, Tequila Sunrise, that one's probably one of my favorite things to add. Um, but that brand, it's super simple. They have four options. The brand is like clean. Their ingredients are wonderful, um, which is a huge part of this too, which I think I forgot to mention is that I'm not, uh, when I wanted to make mocktails, I didn't want to grab Sprite and Grenadine or like yeah. unhealthy options. The whole point of not drinking alcohol is to use that drink to fuel my body or put in nutrients that I otherwise would not have with like a vodka Red Bull or things like that. Um, yeah. So I always look for clean ingredients in most of the drinks. Again, there's, we have, you have fun, you pick out different drinks, but, um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that one for sure. Um, liars is a good one in terms of a variety. So you can make lots of different, um, fancier, mocktails with theirs um and then 
So those are like the two spirits I really like. Um, and those have zero alcohol in them. They aren't made from like a, how some are like de-alcoholized. Mm-hmm. Those are straight up zero percent. Um, and then wines. This is always a fun topic um, because I, I think you have to view it at, with an open mind. Yeah. Because it's not, it is replacing your drink, but it's also not a one-to-one. Um, yes. So like red wines, I have found to enjoy them for what they are instead of complaining that it's not what I want it to be or think I want it to be. Um, but I would say I love Sovi, I think that's how you say it. They have a red blend and they come in okay. cans, which is fantastic because then you aren't pressure to drink an entire bottle you're Um, showing up with something too it's easy to bring yes exactly I bring them to weddings put them in my purse um and then groovy is another great option they have a couple um like red wines prosecco um rosé and then shirley is another favorite of mine though their rosé is fantastic like that one I would say is probably one-to-one it it blows my mind such good rosé those are kind of like the ones that come to mind and then um non-alcoholic beers don't sleep on those they are so good and such a good replacement so brew dog is um a favorite of mine um they have breweries in um columbus where i live so it's so awesome to have them on draft when you go out it's really cool um i know like heineken zero is at most restaurants that I go to if I ask what their non-alcoholic options are that's usually one that pops up most often um yeah so those are just a couple of my favorites that I enjoy great thank you for sharing and I know our listeners are now gonna have to run out and maybe at least purchase the Shirley Rosé because you gave that one such stellar reviews but no I really do appreciate you sharing all of that because I feel like sometimes it can feel super daunting or feel like Um, you know, you have to go and try all of these different things. And that's another thing that I do appreciate about kind of it being more trendy nowadays is that there's more information out there. So like you said, like when you started, you didn't know anything and it was kind of a journey along with your followers of figuring things out. So, um, for all of our listeners out there who are listening to this episode, um, all of Tori's information will be listed in the show notes below. So be sure to give her a follow on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, But before we wrap up, one question that um, we'd love to ask all of our guests on the show before we end is what is one thing you want to leave our listeners with? And that can be something related to social media. It can be something related to, um, you know, non-alcoholic seltzers or whatever it may be. Or it can just be Whatever you have always wanted to say in front of a microphone and express to the world, have at it. (laughs) I love that. Um, So I think that one one thing I would love to share is just know your why. Why you're choosing to do something, regardless of if it's about drinking alcohol or not, if it's about a job you have, if you love it or not. It's always your why. Why is something so important to you that you are getting up every day to make those decisions? Um, And relating it back to not drinking alcohol, that's always my advice to people is that, and you even mentioned it, it, no one, in the grand scheme of it all, no one actually cares what you're drinking. So 
you knowing what's going to make you happy and what is going to provide that, you know, that grace that you are making the decision that's best for you. It's knowing your why. And I know I keep saying it, but that's been so crucial for me throughout these, you know, the last year of just really hard things happening, but then going back to like my why and understanding that you're doing this what's best for you and it's that gut feeling. So always, always trust that when you're making decisions for you. You didn't even know that question was coming. You wrapped it up in like such a perfect little bow of this entire episode. I I love that and I think that that is so important. I think it's so applicable in any walk of like life like you were saying. Um, So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing just your story and expressing how you got to this place in your life. I feel like the more conversations that we have just as humans, the better off we're going to be because it really does show people, you know, you're not the only person in this situation. And I hope that our listeners can take something from this episode, if not everything. Um, So I really do appreciate you being on the show. I know Emma does as well, even though she couldn't be here tonight. Um, But before we end everything, please plug yourself, wrap up, where can our listeners find you? I also know that you do mocktail classes, so plug that as well. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, so I am on Instagram and TikTok at Mocktail Girly, and that's with the I-E at the end. Um, and I have all of my recipes listed for free on my website, mocktailgirly.com. Um, I always try to post everything across all of that. I'm also on Pinterest if you want to save them in your boards. I know like Pinterest is making a comeback, which I love. Um, and yes, and I also host mocktail classes with um, Uncommon Goods. Um, So I have a couple coming up in January and February and March. So I have all that information on my website um, if anyone's interested in that. But yeah, that's it. Great. Perfect. And for all of our listeners out there, all of that information will, of course, be listed in the show notes down below. Um, So Tori, thank you again for being on today's show. It was so great having you. And until next time, everyone, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay hookah. Bye, y'all.